Welcome to Spectre in the Fog, a homebrew Call of Cthulhu Chaosium game. Welcome to our first adventure, which sees our investigators being invited to a mysterious mansion in the outskirts of Croydon. I hope you enjoy. Now, let's join the action. As an invitation to dinner on the 12th of the 9th, 1888, at 8pm. A carriage will be awaiting you at Croydon Central Station and will bring you to the Belthorpe Manor. I look forward to your attendance with great anticipation, B. Um, now, you've all, you've all received this letter, and for whatever reason that, that, that you've all come up with, you're all intrigued by this. I would say that Craster, seeing as it's a manor, is thinking, oh, there could be some, some pretty good loot there. I'm literally going to taste the joint. Yep. Also, fine wine and food, you know, manor. Yep. Um, Wilfred, I would imagine, is possibly looking, maybe there could be a story in this. Yeah, to get me back on my feet. Mm -hmm. Marcus, well, I feel like he would never turn down a chance at a free meal <laughs> in a fancy place. <laughs> yeah, if you know um, Discworld, Marcus is a, a bit like a younger Vines. <laughs> and... That's an alcoholic. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, minus the stuff that Vines got, got past, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cicero, well, he just assumes that he knows this person and has maybe met him once before. Because, you know, why not? Yeah. 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 Okay. So each of you all make your way to Croydon Central Station, which, if you were to look at it in the real world, is currently where the clock tower is situated. So if mm. you ever wanted to know, there was actually a train station there that only lasted a couple of years before they realized no one's using this train station. Everyone either goes to West or East Croydon. It's in Assassin's <laughs> Creed, though. It is in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you each board a carriage, which is actually waiting there for you, as per the letter. And 20 minutes later, you find yourselves heading out into the countryside and coming up upon a large manor house, which is situated sort of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, there doesn't appear to be anything around it. Got a bit of woodland off to one side. Uh, a grand entrance. You can tell at one point that this place was uh, a very big manor house, you know, very important, very wealthy, but maybe in recent times, you know, last sort of decade or generation that's lived there, maybe things haven't gone so well. The outside is a little bit dilapidated, a um, little bit of overgrowth. You can see that things are being kept tidy as best they can, but it's not, it's maybe not what you all expected it was going to be. Um, you all surprisingly, arrive at the same time um, and disembark your carriages uh, where you are met by a elderly gentleman. Uh, uh, good evening. I assume that you all received the letter and you were all here for our evening meal. Quite so. Yes. Okay. Uh, my name is uh, Cranston. I am the butler here, the head butler here. If you'd be so kind as to follow me into the manor, and I'll show you to the drawing room, where we shall be serving uh, some beverages 
and shortly we will be uh, taking dinner. So if you you please come this way. Just what is for dinner, by the way? Um, just so you know, I'm not really into any of this uh, fancy schmancy stuff, right? Oh, I I wouldn't worry, sir. It's all it's all been dealt with. Um, each of your tastes will be fulfilled. Don't you worry about that. And uh, he Cranston uh, leads you into the uh, into the manor. Uh, can I take your coats, sirs? Yeah, yeah. I'll give him mine. I've got nothing in there. Okay. Sure. Yeah, he's got like a like one of those like police cape things on, so he's going to hand it to him. Cool. Sir, relatively uh, 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 plain evening coat, revealing a relatively nice tux underneath. Uh, Mr. Cicero, Professor Cicero, would you like me to take your your coat and hat for you? Uh, yes, please, sir. Okay. So uh, Cranston collects your coats. He's got them draped over his arm. He looks a little bit silly, a little bit like the Stay Puff pastry man. And uh, takes you into a very large, but not not greatly lit uh, hallway uh, with a couple of rooms, one going off to the right, one going off to the left. Um, there's a table in the hallway with a rug down the middle of it. Uh, there's some plants on the table, nothing. Nothing that interesting, just in a very basic vase. Um, he leads you round to the right and shows you into the drawing room, which is uh, very nice, actually. Uh, there's a fire going, as it's a little bit chilly outside. You have uh, a couple of bookcases in there with books, uh, a cupboard, uh, a couple of sofas with a rug in the middle, and a few sort of like I'm going to call them ornate tables. They don't really serve a purpose, but they're in there with like paraphernalia on them, like uh, vases and cups mm. and such. He's he. Uh, I hope you, uh, you you gentlemen find this acceptable. Um, I will be back shortly. If you would like to pour yourself a drink, we have a fine selection of whiskies and brandies over to oh, your oh, right, oh. and he gestures over to um, to just behind. One of the sofas, there's a there's a little long table behind it that has uh, decanters on it and a little tray that has some glasses on there. Um, if you give me a couple of minutes, I'll be I'll be back. If anyone would like any coffees or teas, uh, otherwise, please help yourself. And uh, I will return shortly with uh, with it further instructions to take you into the dining room. Uh, see you soon, gentlemen. Oh, yes. Before you leave, who's who's is this? I I, I appreciate um, a fine. Uh, yeah, he eyes the, the whiskey and the coffee. I'd love a coffee, uh, but yes, who 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 is the master of this mansion? Right. Um, well, all will be explained very shortly, uh, Mister Queenstone. Queenstone, that's right. Queenstone. Queenstone. I take my coffee black with three sugars. Black with three sugars, not a problem, sir. You've all been called here for a specific purpose. Um, I am not at liberty to let you know. But please be well assured, uh, everything will be filled in shortly and uh, we'll be taking dinner in uh, about half hour. So I will go get your coffee. Would anyone else like any hot drinks? No, thank you. No, uh, no thank you. I'll go get myself some port in a sec. Yeah, okay. I'm going to pour myself a whiskey. Okay. All well, right. So one, one black coffee. Through the books as well. One, three, one, one black coffee, three sugars. I shall be returning shortly. And uh, with that, uh, Cranston leaves the room, pulls the door to behind him, and leaves all four of you in the sitting room uh, alone. Uh, what would you guys like to do? 
Uh, I think yeah, it would probably be a good idea to maybe introduce yourself. Is there, um, is there like any kind of <clears throat> like smoking stuff, like cigarettes or cigars anywhere? Um, there does appear to be a box on one of the tables by the entrance. Uh, looks rather ornate. You could take a look in there, and there could maybe be some uh, some pre-rolled cigarettes that you could pilfer for yourself if you wanted one. Oh, if it's um, no, he's not going to take it. I thought it was just like out. Sometimes we'll leave out like you know cigars and things. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but no, they've just left you with alcohol. Alcohol on a fire. Uh, <laughs> sit by the fire and try to look at the alcohol. Okay. Right. Um, well, Crest is going to pour himself a brandy, but he's not going to drink it. And he right. wants to... Ju- I want to appraise everything in... Well, appraise as much in the room I can to work out what's the most valuable. To work out, you know, are these people in hard times or is there likely to be decent loot here? Okay, would, can would Marcus know, Crest, by the way? Like, if you're a... a, a Good burglar, I suppose. You might be on a, on a list of some sort. Well, if it was a good burglar, he wouldn't be on the list. If you, well, are, yeah. if you are a known burglar. Well, if, uh, I, I believe uh, Craster is a gentleman thief, and a gentleman thief will always let the person know before he robs them, because it's part of the game. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to know his name, <laughs> I'm not going to go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but now it's a hat, so you, you know you're looking for the black cat or something, but yeah. I don't want to steal. Yeah. Oh, you've got like a nom de plume, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what, 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 are you, what are you gents doing then? Uh, obviously, I wanna, uh, just like pour myself a little whiskey and have a little wander around the bookcase to just like investigating the titles of the books, see if there's anything of any interest there. Okay. I'm very inquisitive and journalistic. I want to know what's going on. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, Craster, you wanted to do, you wanted to appraise if there's anything worth stealing. Um, also, if you like, want... Well, thing I'm probably going to comment on how nice the piece is, or how rare something is, something like that. All right, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. In that case, then, can you do an appraise roll for me, please? And put that up on the screen. So, 88, you, you fail. So, um, you have a look around the room. It looks relatively nice. Um, there could be something elsewhere that uh, that might be worth something. You are drawn to that little box that I just mentioned earlier on, quite ornate little box, but you you don't think if you took it you'd get much for it. Uh, it just looks like a nice little little decorative piece. Hmm. I'll just I'll just, I'll just comment on that then. Uh, what a nice piece, uh, interesting carving, and I'll try and pick up to look for a maker's name, but I won't okay. steal it or anything. I will. We'll place it back down very, very clearly. I've just examined it. Did you not? Did you open it? No. Ah, <laughs> yeah, I would open it to look for Maker's name inside the lid. So, yes. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, when he opens it, um, Marcus is going to look up. I'm sure Queen, Queenston's going to look up and be like, oh, is that, uh, that Baggy? Yeah, yeah, I've already said there might have been some rolled up cigarettes in there that you guys could have pilfered. So, um, you know, there is. Um, if you guys, if you, there should be papers and, and, and other smoking paraphernalia in there. So, if you guys wanted to roll yourself some cigarettes. Absolutely. Quinston perks up immediately, um, comes over. Uh, name's Quinston, Marcus Quinston. Um, you, don't, uh, you don't mind if I partake, do you? They're not mine, sir. Well, uh, good chance. I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, you know. Since they've been opened anyway, our, our host wouldn't mind too much. Um, would you like one? He's, all, he's already rolling one. 
No, no, thank you. I, uh, I don't. Mm, no, fine, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's like me with, uh, me with the old booze. Don't touch the stuff. Cannot, uh, cannot abide it. Uh, still, still rolling. I really think about that alcohol, but rolling really hard. <laughs> she's like really, really getting into it. More, yeah, more like crushing the tobacco. Yeah. Crafter just holds up his uh, his glass and goes, "Absolutely a disgusting habit." And then you seem like putting it to his lips, but you doesn't actually seem to drink it. More minds it. I'm not getting drunk of negotiations. He doesn't, he doesn't want to watch uh, people drink alcohol anyway. She's like, okay, fair enough. And he's going to do a, it's, it's the old days. He's going to smoke into the world. Um, are you going to put yourself by, on one of the sofas or something? Or one of the other chairs? Okay. I was going to say, he's probably going to offer... Like, nobody wants to smoke alone. He'll probably offer the others. Like, uh, you know. I mean, look, this guy already opened it. I wasn't going to open it, but he's opened it. So I guess it's free to make up if he wants to. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd take one. Yeah. Uh, Crass is going to take up a stand near the fireplace. So I'm, I'm, I'm in my head. I'm getting like a, like a, what I would imagine like a Victorian boy band uh, <laughs> art for like an LP would look like. So it's like someone, someone's on the mantelpiece, sort of like looking off into the middle distance. I was going to say I'm staring the middle distance now, aren't I? So we've got Crasta looking off into the middle distance. We got, we got Marcus just perched on a sofa, like looking down on the ground, smoking a cigarette. We got, we got Wilfred maybe holding a book in his hand while he's uh, puffing on a pipe. And uh, Cicero's the one doing the weird shit in the corner because there's always a weirdo you know, in a boy band. <laughs> the hottest new sound of the summer from uh, the Cthulhu Boys. Who's the little gay one at the back? There's always a little gay one at the back. Uh, <laughs> Marcus. He's not, he's not really little, but he is quite gay. So uh, what is uh, Cicero doing at the moment? We haven't heard much from Ben. Um, Cicero will be uh, getting himself a drink and having uh, spirit straight away, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, He'll then be wandering around and having a look if there's any sort of artifacts or anything in the room um, to give him a little bit more of a clue as to who this person is without asking who it is. Okay. Um, Um, In that case, I would like you to roll uh, library use for me, please. uh, Okay. So... What's that? 37. Was that a success? Yeah, it's below 40. Okay, cool. So you just about do that one. So if you just go to your character sheet and then put a tick next to library use for me. So just click in the little box. Okay. Cool. So we know we've you know we know you've successfully done that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So being a being a professor um uh, and being well versed in how libraries work, you can see that these books haven't just been haphazardly put on a shelf in any particular order. They have been put up in alphabetical order mm-hmm. uh, and they've also been sectioned off so you've got you've got fiction you've got non-fiction you've got prose you've got encyclopedias um so you you you, you can tell that whoever lives in this house is uh, a learned person mm-hmm. and is um very keen on their books and very keen on keeping things in their proper place okay um and and just as you just as you do that as you're perusing around, uh, Crenston comes back into the room with a a uh, cup of coffee for Marcus, and he goes, "Oh, I see you found the uh, the master cigarette box. I'm sure he won't mind you've you've had a have a couple of cigarettes out of that. Um, here is your coffee, Mister Queenston. Uh, black three sugars. 
Um, well, I'm just going to give you guys, uh, you, you gentlemen, another another five minutes, and then we will be going into the dining room. And once again, with that, Cranston uh, walks out of the uh, walks out of the room, closes the door behind him, and uh, you guys are once again alone, left in your boy band poses, but this time with added coffee. Oh, I'm just sort of walking well, along the bookshelves. Oh, I'm muted. No, you're you're not muted. Oh, sorry. It made a weird beep at me like I was. Um, yeah, just walking along the bookshelves, just seeing what all the books are titled, see if there's anything that stands out as a bit odd. I think despite um, being like a, 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 a copper, he's, again, like all ones, he's like a bit a bit dirty, so he's just kind of wondering like what it was doing here. Maybe he's also like watching around. So lads, I've got a problem for you here. Does anyone know who the master of this house is? I'm just a copper. I don't understand why I've been caught up with this. This is fancy. Craster takes a lot of notice of that and goes, um, well, B. But uh, he's also then going to wander up to the bookcase, uh, which has okay. been being explored, and go, of course, you ought to wander in an old house like this. Is there ever a secret passage? A hidden way? Some kind of book lever? Of course, those things are mostly just in stories. They're usually just walls. Yeah, that's children's children's fantasies, man. Don't be ridiculous. Are you going to be just just actually just trying random books on the shelf just on <laughs> just in case? <laughs> Why, you know what? Like, I'm not going to try random books. If there's one about <laughs> locks or doors, I'm going to pull on that one just because of the irony of it. But yeah, you, you, you're going to use you're going to use the Skyrim logic, aren't you? You know, there's a book here about <laughs> locks. Lock picking, so. <laughs> Isn't a book here called Opening the Mind or something like that? Uh, what are Wilfred and Cicero up to? Um, I was just going to say, I've actually have probably been taking some books off the shelves and like moving them around. Okay. So you've. Yeah, you've just been fucking with this guy's OCD. Like, you, you're just there. You're just like. Mm. Not, not like fully move. pulling them off, just like anything that looks vaguely interesting, just like having a look at the front cover kind of thing and then putting it back. Um, Cicero, what are you up to? You still just wandering around? Um, yeah, I think wandering around. Uh, looking at uh, and uh, kind of listening uh, to the other three people whilst being uh, being quiet, um, getting a character character read on everyone else first, and uh, seeing okay. who with. Okay, um, that's that's a pretty shrewd move for someone who who's hearing voices all the time. <laughs> True. <laughs> Forgot about uh, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, don't forget about that. That's a that's a good character trait to have there, Cicero. Don't you know? You, uh, you know, you might want to show you're crazy at some point, but uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, okay, so five minutes have passed. You guys are perusing the bookshelves still, We've and uh, each other oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, let's have a proper introduction here because I think only only Marcus and and Cresta have actually introduced each other by name so far. I'm just saying, Mark, she's going around trying to offer cigarettes to people. Um, I know that... Uh, who, who took one? Yeah, I took one. So I'm assuming when I took one, we would have had a little... Yeah, just a little like, oh, you know, yeah. thank God someone else is smoking. You ever been outside, like, smoking and no one else is outside? It's the saddest thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite happy to smoke somebody else. Um, yeah, all right. Well, if you're offering around cigarettes, then, uh, then uh, Cicero will take one as well um, and uh, introduce himself. Um, good evening, sir. Uh, Cicero 
um, Professor Cicero. Um, I hear your name, was it? Uh... Oh, uh, Queenston, Marcus Queenston. Queenston, Marcus Best Queenston. Queenston. Best you. I have yeah. great respect for the uh, academic arts. Ah, thank you, sir. Um, uh, studied, uh, I went through the study of anthro anthropology. Excellent, excellent. I have no idea about what that means, but it sounds uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds pretty smart, so uh, good stuff. Yeah, you, you're just that kind of person who's just gone, shit, I've just gone in a bit over my head here. <laughs> just going to slowly back up. Oh, can you hear that music? <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. You just start. Apology, huh? Sounds great. I have to get an, another cigarette. Give me, I'm still holding the box. I'm like, I have to get a cigarette. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just picturing you like actually putting your hand in there, just pulling out loads of rolled cigarettes and stuffing them into your jacket pocket <laughs> if nobody else wants them. I try to offer them. I mean, I'm just gonna, yeah, I just yeah. the tin into my pocket. Yeah, it's like nuts at the bar, isn't it? You know, they're there to be eaten. They're not there, they're not there for garnish. Um, Aren't you meant to be the policeman, not the thief? I'm, I'm going to say that he's not, he's the not thief a thief, but he's also a little dirty. Yeah, he's not, like, not going to be out oh, okay. robbing right. this guy, but like, look, if somebody needs some free cigarettes, he's not going to say no. Well, so far, the thief hasn't stolen anything. <laughs> you, you we were not know. We were told that they would be. We were quite fine to have them by the butler. So that means I can take these, and no one's going to mind. In okay. theory, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, cool. So you guys have all all given yourselves a, a little introduction to each other. Um, you know, sort of, sort of talking amongst yourselves, but you know, everyone's still a bit standoffish. Um, you're not really too sure why you're there. And then uh, Cranston comes back into the room and says, gentlemen, if you would please follow me, uh, dinner is about to be served and I will lead you into the dining room. And uh, he sort of like ushers you, ushers you along. Are you all going to follow him to the dining room? For your... oh, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. So he takes you diagonally across the hall. Um, towards uh, uh, a, a door that's currently open um, and lead you in to a very, very fancy Victorian dining room. Large oak table in the middle of the room. Um, there appears to be uh, a set of 12 chairs around it. So we're talking a very, very big dining room here. You have a chandelier on the ceiling and uh, you can... Uh, can uh, Candelabras, I think it's probably the right word to use, coming out from the wall uh, with that are all lit. Um, can you do a spot hidden then for me, please, Marcus? What's that? Twenty-one. What is your spot hidden score? Uh, hard success. Yeah. Fifty. Hard, hard success. Well, you immediately walk into the room, and you, even though it's, it's really well lit, um, you do feel like it, that, that there's a draft coming from somewhere. You think it's somewhere off to your off to your left, but you're not you're not 100 percent sure. Um, it could just be that it's an old house. There is a window um, in there as well, so it could be coming from there. And you also notice that one of the candelabras on the wall isn't lit. Hmm. And I'm, while you're while you're noticing this, yeah, go on. I'm gonna just real casual light a cigarette and just see where the smoke goes. Cool, cool. As you light your cigarette and uh, you put it to your lips and the smoke comes off, you see that the smoke is actually travelling off to your right, as if there's a breeze coming from your left across your face, hmm. uh, left to right, and pushing pushing it out towards the window. As you do that, um, Cranston notices that you, you've already lit another cigarette, and he's like, uh, gentlemen, please, uh, your 
places are all laid out for you. Um, you have uh, name tags where you need to sit. Um, please, please find your place. And dinner oh, sure. will be. Yep. And dinner will be. Ah, oh, you did no need to do that, sir. You can smoke at the dinner table if you like. <laughs> this is this isn't the Ritz. <laughs> and. Uh, and and dinner will be with you very shortly. I'll bring it through, uh, and then uh, Crunch then walks out of the room and closes the door behind him. Wilfred, hmm. throw me a listen roll. Listen, extreme success. Oh, man, we're kidding it, guys. <laughs> extreme success. As that door closes, you hear the unmistakable sound of a key being turned in a lock. And before you have a chance to get up and do anything about it, that door is now locked. It is solid oak oak or mahogany. You can't quite tell it's stained, but you know, no no amount of shoulder charging is gonna get that door open. Uh, I immediately what, shoulder what charge are the you door. going to do? You're going to immediately shoulder charge the door. No, I'm not okay, doing that. I'm not doing that. Size 40 or something. Oh, you know. <laughs> um, well, I'm please, just going to start. Please do it. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm just going to sort of. Leave. Uh, Marcus, was it? you said you are a man of the law. Mm, that's right. Um, could you think of any reason why someone would want to lock us in this room? Um, no, wait. Do you think we're locked in here? Yeah, we're locked in here. Uh, as you shut the door, I definitely heard the tumblers go. But, I mean, you're uh, more than welcome to try the door. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hang on a second. Reach into his pocket, pulls out like just a handful of cigarettes and puts one out. <laughs> just some spill out onto the floor, yeah? yeah. <laughs> so many cigarettes. <laughs> um, I guess it depends. Like, this is like a rich person's house, assumedly. Uh, this is our character, by the way, so it makes sense they might not want us to wander around too much. Mm. And um, we wouldn't immediately assume we were in any kind of danger, but it is weird. In fact, yeah, in character, we'd be like, that is weird. And we still still don't know who the master's house is. Let's, uh, let's take a look at this uh, door. Maybe we can... Actually, what is, what is the room like? Are there windows? Are there... There is one window to your right. So as, as, as you came in through the door and you lit your cigarette after your, after your very successful spot, spot hidden roll... Um, you notice that there was a breeze coming from your left to your right, going towards the window. Mm-hmm. So you got to imagine it's a long, long, not so much a narrow room, but sort of like a long old school dining room. Yeah. There's a window at one end. Yep. There's a window at one end, which is a little bit strange because you wouldn't really expect a window at the end of a dining room. You'd probably expect it on the on the wall facing the door. Mm-hmm. Because you wouldn't really want light shining in behind someone when they're eating, you know, unless you've got some sort of... Some kind of a, a viewing portal rather than like a... Well, well, so you've got a window there. Um, as I said, there's candelabras around the room, one of which isn't lit. Uh, and other than the door that's behind, that, that, that has now been locked, there doesn't seem to be any other entrances or exits. So what would you gentlemen like to do? I'm going to go and just make sure that, you know, I'm not hearing things. I would like to go and just test the door. Okay, so Wilfred is wanders over, rattles the door handle, and, and uh, no nope. fans around and proves my point. Like, yep. told you. What would you other gentlemen right, like Adam. to do? The door is definitely locked. Well, Craster is um, found his place at the table, picked up his name card, tore it in half, put it in his pocket, and then sat at a different chair. Oh, Good stuff. Mm, mm. 
Is that the, is that the door with um, with um, Wilfred actually? Okay. Like obviously, I'm gonna get locked in the room. And if Wilfred's right, then yeah. Uh, just uh, I'm, I'm just picturing. Yeah, I'm just picturing like like Marcus now with his cigarette in his hand, slightly shaking, frantically rattling that door handle. Like it's gonna be fine. We're gonna get out. <laughs> um, so just observing what everyone else is doing. How yeah. long have we been in the room so far? Uh, you've only been in there two minutes. Two like minutes. Shut the door and then as soon as you shut the door, we, I've heard it lock, and then we've got up and done the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. we, I mean, in character, would we like wait a moment? I guess just to see. Um, I'd like. Yeah. As you can see, we're panicking. Craster just sort of puts his hand up and goes, "Gentlemen, um, let's assume the man who brought us here is quite rich. the The wealthy often have eccentricities." Best to humour it for a little while at least. Lest we offend. Can I just check the window? To see if that's locked. Mm. Of course, yeah, you can wander over and, and give that window a good old once over if you want, Wilfred. Yeah. So um try to open that window. Yeah, okay. So it's a it's a it's a it's a wooden wooden framed window. Uh, there is a latch there. Uh, mm-hmm. and it lifts it lifts up. So if you imagine that episode of Family Guy where, where Quagmire gets his penis stuck in the yeah, window, no, <laughs> it's that sort of window. You give it a go, though. You give that latch a go. And mm-hmm. even though it lets even though it lets, and you go to lift, it's as if it's been nailed down. It's as if this window's been nailed shut. Oh, so what? there's no way you're going to be able to lift it. What do you see through the window? Yeah, what floor are we on? It's actually relatively dark outside. You can see it. It, it go. It, it does seem to be showing the outside, and there are like trees and bushes and like a, a bit of a garden, if you like. Um, but it is it is very dark out there. It's hard to see, especially considering how bright the room is itself compared to how how dark it is outside. The 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 contrast is actually making it quite difficult for you to see exactly what's going on. So I mean, if you if you like smushed your face up against the window, you might get a better view. But uh... oh, you're on the ground floor. Uh, yes, yes, you are okay. on the ground floor. Okay, in that case, I'll just go back and have my seat and just sort of, well, worst case, we can always break the window and climb out. And I'll okay. just see if there's any booze on the table. <laughs> Good stuff. Is, Good there, stuff. is there cutlery on the table? Uh, yeah, there's cutlery, there's plates. Every, it, the table is fully set. I mean, there's there's actually can, little candlesticks, holders, like fancy ones. Is it set for the full the table? 12? Yes, yes, there is it, there is settings for a four twelve, and there are name cards on the table, um, but only your four name cards have anything written on them. The rest of them look as though they've been left, they've either been left blank, or uh, whatever was on there has been erased. Mm. Um, while while um, everyone's doing this, uh, Crest is going to pick up some of the cutlery and test its strength. Can he bend it with his hand? Okay, cool. So you're messing around with the cutlery. Um, yep. I haven't heard from Cicero in a little while. What is he doing, Ben? Um, I think Cicero would be... uh, He'd probably be sitting down, just uh, viewing the room and uh, waiting, I think. Um, Yeah. uh, Just kind of watching people do what they're, they're doing, I guess. Okay. All right. So, another five minutes pass, and there doesn't seem to be any activity either outside 
or inside the home. The door doesn't seem to be budging. Um, the wind is actually starting to pick up, so you can hear the trees outside starting to starting to, uh, to hit against hit against the wall, and you can hear them rustling away. Marcus, as you're sitting at the table, you feel that draft again coming from your coming from your left. Uh, if, if if you didn't, if just so you guys have an idea of where you're sitting, mm. uh, you've, got, you've got a long table in the middle of the room, as we've already discussed. The twelve places set. Uh, you are sat next to Professor Cicero, so you've literally just come in through the door, and your seats are re- relatively right there. There's a, there's, a, there's a chair between you two, but you're you're there. Um, opposite you is Wilfred, and opposite Professor Cicero should be Craster. Obviously, he's moved his seat, so you know he may be going going by his personality. I imagine he's probably sitting at the head of the table. Would you, would you agree there? No, uh, he's Krista? off the one side because that's too off- obvious. He's probably sitting two down from him. Okay, cool. So, so that that that's your positioning on this table. If you can picture it in your head, and the, the draft, draft the draft you're feeling, yeah, it's coming oh, from this. Right on the thing, yeah. yeah, it's coming from this sort of direction. He's gonna go and he's gonna go and like start like feeling around. Like, I mean, out of character, I figure it's like like this candle, but he's gonna you know figure it figure it out himself. Cool, cool. Um. Luckily, you... he has a, a lighter that he didn't steal. It was in the box of cigarettes. It just fall in his pocket. Brilliant. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna flick that lighter on and see if you can tell where that that draft is coming from. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I'm trying to like, poke around in the gloom, um, try and get a better look. So I light this candle so I can uh, see these, see if I can find something better. Okay, mm. so as soon as you light that candle, blows out straight away. Oh, I had one of these candles for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so immediately, oh, I'm just going to say this now, immediately you can tell there must be something behind this this candelabra sticking out from the wall. Absolutely. I'm going to give it a pull or twiddle it, wiggle it. You, you spend a couple of minutes, just, well, not a couple of minutes, you spend about 30 seconds, let's say, fiddling about with this candelabra. And then you eventually yank down on it and you hear a click. And then the wall just next to it slides away, leaving an opening uh, that leads down. It's very dark, like very, very dark. And you can feel the cold breeze coming up from from down in this uh, this area. Guys, I think I think I found something. Oh, actually, it wouldn't be guys. This is like 80 something. Yeah. I think I found Gentlemen, uh, I'd say I'm you gonna draw that. You're gonna draw it's that, like okay? Do a little sketch of. So, can, in in that case, then Wilfred, I need you to roll for your. Did you give yourself a personal I drawing gave skill? Sketching, yes. Yeah. Can you roll sketching then, please, to see how well this picture turns out? Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. What? I can't Six, see man. your fail. You need to show me the fail because I can't see that. What was uh, that? Here it is, chaps. The the. the... Um, so basically, this you, is the wall coming away from it. Right, what you think, uh... how you think you've drawn this masterpiece, what you've essentially drawn is a bunch of really shit looking stick men standing around a black square. And you're like, fuck no, hang on, on, I'm about actually he's drawing, drawing this he's now. He's drawing at the bottom, and I honestly have no idea what he's drawing. That's exactly <laughs> <laughs> That's a good representation. So this is the wall that's split away. Yeah. And then this is the, the passage. That's yeah. my failure. Right. 
So that's that. That's your drawing right there. Let's just let's just put a little let's just put a little box around it just so we can just so we can savor that. There we go. Yeah. Look at that, chaps. Put that on the fridge. That is what you are. That'll seeing. be in the papers tomorrow. Yeah. That is that is Wilfred's many years of journalistic training and art school. Good job. That is what you've got. That is the door. That is the there you go. Double you signed. <laughs> whack. <laughs> I'm using a trackpad, leave me alone. Whack that up on eBay, guys. Um, in the 1800s? Yeah, 1800s eBay. Up you go. <laughs> eBay. Up you go. Five pounds. That's the equivalent to like 100 quid or something. There you go. You'll yeah, be rich. Yeah. An Abernathy original. Yeah. Okay, so Wilfred sketched it. Marcus has found it. What are you guys going to do? As I said, it's a very, very dark hole in the wall that appears to be going down. Is Are there any bottles on the table? There is not, but there is what looks to be a very expensive uh, set of crystal glasses, like wine glasses. No, but no discount or anything. Mm-mm. Can I just go up? Uh, can, will any of the candelabras come off the wall? Right, so yeah, no, there's no decanters or bottles on the table. There's just um, wine glasses and like plates and cutlery. I'm going to pick up and pocket a handful of the cutlery, and yep. then I'm going to go and see if any of the candelabras will come off the wall. Okay, so in that case, then uh, you got candelabras sort of like situated like this around the room. Um, so, and you've also got candlesticks on the table. Don't forget about those. Oh, um, no, they, yeah, they're, they're the obvious ones to take. I don't have to yeah. do any force yeah. to get it. I'm taking one of those. Yeah, cool. So, you grab, so you're going to grab one of the, the candlesticks then? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'll take one of the candlesticks. Excellent. Okay. What is everyone else doing? Um, I'm assuming Marcus is standing by the now the hole in the wall. Uh, Wilfred is obviously furiously sketching away. What mm-hmm. is Cicero doing? I would grab one of the uh, candlesticks, like uh, in the on the middle of the table, yep, um, and okay. wander over to the to the gap and see if I can see down there at all. Um, okay, so you're going to shine. You're going to sort of like lean in and shine the candlestick yeah, down, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, doing that, you can see it's a carved staircase. So this isn't something that's been built. This is a staircase that is that, that has been hand carved out of the rock. That the house sits on so someone's someone's dug a tunnel uh probably from the looks of it and this staircase leads down into the gloom with a cold draft coming up from underneath um okay so uh i'm assuming it's too far down to be able to see yeah you can't you, you, can you, you see can't the see the bottom yeah you yeah. can see that it, that the, the wall sort of like spirals off so it it, it it appears to be some sort of spiral staircase that's going down so you can't Why see the bottom i've got dark vision that's the wrong game <laughs> i've got <laughs> dark vision <laughs> my elf eyes see perfectly in this night legolas what do your elf eyes see <laughs> they see Nothing, because I've got normal right. eyes. <laughs> you know, the world is round. I can see as far as everybody else, guys. I'm not. I'm not magic. Okay, you racist, arrogant. <laughs> and that's how that shit scene should have ended. Um, uh, well, I've seeing this all open up. Uh, Crasher is now going to look around the room for something heavy. 
Okay, so you've already got a shit ton of cutlery in your pockets and you're holding a candlestick. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking for something heavy. I just want something relatively heavy. I mean, unless you're going to drag one of the chairs down with you, you are limited with options. Uh, you could take Who one the of the plates. Going they down look, those stairs. They look, the, one of the plates a... look like relatively sturdy bone china. If you wanted to take that as a weapon, it's completely up to you. No, if there's nothing, okay, there's nothing I think, I, well, actually, no. I'm going to just go, uh, I'm just going to look at the rest of the group, guys. Gentlemen, this is a level of um, eccentricity that I don't think would be uh, good for our health. I would suggest we put one of the chairs through that window and um, take our leave of this establishment. I'm with him on that. Mm. Actually, just um, add the counter again, real quick. Sorry, email. But did you see there's been like a spate of like murders, and they've been blamed um, on on um, like random people recently? Uh, yeah, this is out of character. Yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So okay. So yeah. So so it's September 1888. By this point, Jack the Ripper has killed two people, two women. Right. Um, but not in Croydon, that's the thing. Not in Croydon, no, but in, in London, in Whitechapel. So you're going to be aware of things that are happening in London, because obviously this 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 shook the country, really, yeah, yeah. what was going on. Um, what you probably wouldn't know, and this is just me telling you guys, there was a lot of, a lot of the... Um, suspects for it especially towards the end before the last the last canonical killing were um polish immigrants and jews um mm -hmm. those were the ones that people seem to be going after um and there was a, one of the scenes graffiti on the wall that was washed off and was never taken note of or photographed that basically mentioned the jews so they washed it off because because uh, Whitechapel at that time, a large Jewish population, they didn't want any anti-Semitic violence. At least that's one of the things they went with. Um, to, to Jews don't want anti-Semitic violence. I'm going to get well, yeah, obviously, obviously, like. obviously but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but like the police, the police at the time didn't want to have to deal with that as well as these murders. Yeah. So so that's just a little little bit of information for you, like gotcha. as me to to you guys, not as your characters. I just want to know, like, because obviously that would mean that Queenston is. is already like he's like well weird stuff's going on this is weird he's still a copper and in theory if this guy if um something happens in this house then certain things could go missing who knows it's a crazy world yeah <laughs> so what are you guys going to do have you decided you're gonna you're gonna try and break the window i think yeah for that like, he's definitely who, who said break the window craster craster wants to break the window yeah, and get out Krasta, yeah he's gonna be like yeah, let's give that, let's, let's give that shot. Like, okay, so who's going... going to look around the room and just judge which of you is the burliest and just say, well, gentlemen, I think this is uh, your special skill, whoever is the burliest. Yep, so who, who's got the highest strength? I'm going to make you do a strength roll to see if you, you can pick up one of these really sturdy chairs. Uh, I got 70. I think 70 not me, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it looks as though Marcus is the strongest. Okay, so... Marcus, can you do me a just a bog standard strength roll, please? All right. So I um I I I look at Chris and I go, just a chair, yeah. Just a chair. All right. Pick up one of these chairs and smash it into the window. Okay. So you're not going to lob it. You're actually swinging it into the window, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean. I, yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. So you you pick up this can I just, chair. Can I just say real quick. He stands to the side of the window and like 
smashes it inward like like hitting with a bat. He doesn't stand right in front of the thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So you're standing like somewhere over here and yeah. swinging it. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Okay, cool. So you pick up this, you pick up one of these proper sturdy oak chairs and you swing it full force at the window and with a mighty crash, the two back legs snap off. (laughs) (laughs) You have never experienced a window this sturdy in all your life. Possible. And it's it's glass, right? But it just broke the chair. It's glass. It's glass. I'm. What do you want to do at this point? I mean, like, you're... like shrugs goes. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's uh. Crack, crash gonna... crack, yeah. Well, Steph. Okay, could I appraise the chair to see if this chair was decidedly weak? <laughs> this guy just bought the shittiest chair, but he goes. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> if you want, if you want to appraise the appraise the chair, Craster, if you want to roll for that, all the MFI. Man, we're doing really well with these roles. Critical success. Critical success. How good are those chairs? Kind of, kind of wasted on the chairs, but still. Absolutely so wasted. But... You, you can put a tick next to a praise for this one. Whoa, look at that. You look at this chair. I and know my like, chairs. And you're like, fuck me. This looks like it, this looks like it was built like, I don't know, Nelson's freaking flagship from the Battle of Trafalgar. This thing, this chair, you know, you could you could kill a hundred men with this chair before it even get a scratch on it. This thing is I cannot even I don't have the words to describe how sturdy this chair is. But just robust. Just, so you know, <laughs> robust. But just understand that I am sitting here currently straining with my hands gesturing, though you can't see it, to describe how sturdy this chair is. Um so this thing, this chair should have decimated this window. This should have been like a super effective move. Prasta yeah. looked incredibly confused at the chair. Yep. And then goes up and starts touching the window and maybe even pulls one of the cutlery knives out and starts trying to pry away some of the wood because he's like, I've, he's just, there's, there's no glass like this. He's like, the crown jewels are not as well protected as this. And when you... To- when you go to scratch that window with that knife, mm-hmm. you notice the knife stops and hits something before it touches the window. Same with the window the frame. I can't get to the wood. Nope. Oh. Can you... I don't know if this would be a sanity roll or not, whether this would freak you out. I think it probably would. Can you do a sanity roll, please? Certainly. 33. Okay. You... This this doesn't affect you in any way, shape, or form. You're just like, well, that's a bit odd. Don't quite understand why I can't touch that window. Um, Probably then call the other's attention to it because I'm like, is there some kind of secondary pane of glass that is just like super hardened or something? Because he he's trying to rationalise this and just think of it in terms of this is some kind of anti-burglary thing, and I need to know how this works. So um, okay, so you're you're still scratching away at the window. What is everybody else doing at this point? I'm pocketing those chair pieces. That sounds amazing. Two legs that came off. I'm having that. These things are made <laughs> that hard. How many pockets so... do you have? Well, okay, I've only got one. <laughs> I've got one full of cigarettes and one with a chair leg. Okay. Uh, so and, 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 and use the other chair leg is probably a very good weapon at the very least. This thing's obviously tougher than my truncheon. So I'm keeping this chair. 
Do you want to add? Do you want to add the chair leg yeah, as, as a weapon? Add world's <laughs> hardest chair leg to my inventory. Got it. <laughs> what was his flagship? Was it? What was Nelson's uh, victory, flagship? Victory. 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 You can just call it Victory Chair Leg if you want. Victory Chair Leg. Got it. Um, he, he picks up the other one. And he looks over at um at um at Wilfred, and he's like, "Hmm." Okay. Does Wilfred need so, like, a, like a chair leg for protection, or is he cool? Um, I'm gonna sort of. Are weapons really necessary? Well, we got locked in here, and we're stuck in here, and there's some kind of weird secret passage nonsense going on. I'm not taking any chances. I don't recommend you do either. I'm just going to take a long swig of whatever booze is there, take the chair leg, and just walk over towards the hole in the wall. Cool. And sort of motion towards it and say, shall we get this over with? Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think um, in, in all of that, I would be standing over by the hole still. Um, and I would like to, of, of these candlesticks, I'm assuming there's a few of them, um, I would like to take one of the candles and see if I can drop it, if it's a spiral st- staircase, you know, drop it down the staircase and see how far it goes. Yep. Okay, so while all this has been going on, uh, Cicero has been fascinated by the staircase, has picked off one of the candles and lobbed it down the stairs. And what you notice is it bounces a bit like a slinky without the candle going out miraculously. Mm. And you see it spin off around the corner and you can actually see the glow of the candle slowly get dimmer as it's going down. And then you sort of hear a as it hits the floor. So the staircase isn't super long, but you know, you're not gonna be able to walk down it without light. Mm. Maybe we should take one of these um, candles each just to say so. Yeah. Can we um uh is can we have a look around the room, see if there's any sort of matches or something in case they the candles I, go out? Oh you've got a lighter, okay, yeah. fair enough. Well, I guess yeah. I've got matches at the city, I've got matches. Yeah, I mean well, yeah. other than the table, there's not really anything else in the room. Um, right. you know, table and chairs and these the, the can- candlesticks and the candles coming out of the wall, like lighting coming out of the wall. Um, that's what you've got. So, um, uh, Crass is just going to button his ear, start uh, heading towards the staircase. He goes, uh, gentlemen, I just so happen to um, have a set of lockpicks on me for perfectly unrelated, legitimate reasons. I'm just imagining this eyebrow going like fucking anime style, like two off your head. Yeah. I think we would be better off trying the door first rather than allowing ourselves to be herded into a small space. That's a idea. What did you say your name was? Sorry. I'm sort of writing stuff down in my little notepad as well. Yeah, I didn't. So, so Mark. <laughs> yeah. hmm. he, he looks by the I didn't. And then he goes over to the door. <laughs> cool. Nice. Okay. Can you do a, a lockpick roll for me then, please, uh, Craster? You seem to be doing a lot of action rolls now. Yep. So I'm guessing that's a fail for you there, Craster. Yep. I can't get through that lock. Okay. What is, what is your lockpicking skill, by the way? 50. 50. Okay. So 80 versus 50. So the 50 is my score. The 80 is what I got. So, um, yeah, that's just a failure. Your lot, your, your picks, uh, sort of like grind away in there. And, uh, when you pull them back out, they look a little bit worse for wear. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, you may need to replace one of them when you get a chance. I guess I'm guessing you're going to pocket those again. 
what yeah. else would you guys like to try? Well, now that I've realized this guy can't be any kind of a real criminal because he can't even get a lockpick on. Ah, did I fail deliberately now? <laughs> oh. With watching like, what? oh no, he's just messing around. Okay. <laughs> but um, I guess he's going to nod. He's going to nod to the uh, to the hole and go, look, whatever's going on here, I'm not taking my chances wandering out into whatever your trap or anything. I doubt they expect us to find this. It was the only candelabra not lit. I think... They tried to signpost it to us. Hmm. Hmm. Either way, I'm not going first. Are you guys? Are you guys now doing your second your second boy band album poses, where you're all actually deep in thought? Because this is the one where <laughs> where you don't want people to think that you're just loud noise. You want you know people to think that you're emotional. So you're all just sort of like there, you know, just sort of like lean in. You know, maybe someone's crouching on the floor, like going, "Yeah." <laughs> this um, is deep. Recording a cover of Dick in a Box. Dick in a box. <laughs> yeah, no, he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna grab a grab a grab a candle, one candle with the left, and go, look, I'm not sticking around here to find out. If you're with me, you're with me. And he's gonna go first into this dark hole. Lovely. Uh, are you all gonna follow Marcus down into the depths? Reluctantly, yeah. yes. Yeah. I'm gonna begrudgingly do it, hold up the candle, I'll just trust his hand into his pocket and find his uh Derringer, or did you give me something else in the end? Yeah, no, we, we've given you a Derringer, but I've upped its ammo rate and shit like that because that was just stupid. Yeah. I mean, you you would have literally had to have been a cold blooded killer to use that thing and just held like cradled them and just looked mm -hmm. stared them in the eye with the gun pressed into their stomach as you pulled the trigger so you could watch the light fade from their eyes. I feel like that's maybe a bit too dark. Um, yeah, a bit. Yeah, and as as, as they slow down, you just you just lean in and go. Spot in their ear, and then they, <laughs> when they die. No, hail Hydra! Yeah, hail Hydra! Yeah, yeah, totally. Especially uh, in a DC comic when I do it. <laughs> cool. So you guys, now. you guys have now all said that you are heading down. Is, is that agreed? You're all going to be heading down into. Yeah. Yep. Into this staircase. Excellent. Crast is going to deliberately kind of arrange himself in the middle of this group. Okay. 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 Right, so as you guys all make your way down there, you're all holding aloft your candles. The the staircase is, I mean, you feel like you're walking for a long time, but the staircase is probably only 20 steps at most down. Um, and as you come down, it opens out into this very large, flat-bottomed, curved-topped side. So you've got to imagine you're in like a half circle tunnel stretching off for what seems like miles in either direction there are a couple of torches from the walls hanging off of the walls that are lit so wooden torches so we can, uh, we can see down here now yep you can see it just seems to go on forever can you guys do a listen roll for me please just just all of you i just want to see i got it okay wilfred off in the distance, you can hear some very faint murmurs as if it's coming from either a person or an animal. It's too far off for you to tell, but it's coming from far off down the corridor. Mm -hmm. What do you do? I was going to tell them there's, there's something down here. Uh, can you all hear that? Can you hear the murmurs? Marcus looks back and goes, you what? 
<laughs> down, there's something down the end of the corridor. Uh, um, how far down? It sounded very, very quiet. So quite far. We can definitely move up and have a look. Yeah. But uh, careful. And uh, this will, will creep up. Put the cigarette out. Are you guys doing like the blue, the Blues Brothers sort of like now slowly tiptoeing? You know, just imagine you're all doing that all the way on the corridor. <laughs> yeah, like fucking Scooby Doo or something. <laughs> okay, so if you're all happy, are you all going to be wandering off down this corridor then towards the sounds? Can we can we say that we're sneaking? Like we're not like trying to like rush into anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 going to say you, you. If you guys want to sneak, I'm not going to make you do a roll to sneak. I'm just going to say you guys are, you know, using using um, sensible caution to traverse down the corridor. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, well, you walk down this corridor. Um, if you as you're walking down, you might be studying the walls. Um. You can see the pick marks where, you know, someone or some people have been down there and manually carved out this this tunnel. Um, it's quite damp, um, and there's, there's there's that cold breeze still, but you wouldn't necessarily say it was uncomfortable. It's just, you know, given the option, you wouldn't want to be there. You walk for about. I don't know, 500 yards, 600 yards, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you come upon an opening, which opens up into a large cylindrical room. And in the center of that room is a very big stone, 100% like the sort of thing that you'd get at Stonehenge. So it's essentially a monolith. In oh, this. that as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you want to do, do you want to do a roll for that and then actually then show oh, us no. how successful? Go on, do it, do it, and then you've got to draw it. Come on, there it is. <laughs> I don't even want to say what it looks right, like. So <laughs> that's just a. I mean, it makes sense because you got you got you failed, but you've just drawn a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we, I have drawn know? the front page. <laughs> there we go. So, so uh, maybe the front page of the sun, but <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> page three. Giant penis found in Croydon Mansion. <laughs> so right, like so a couple of boulders, sort of at either side as well. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, a couple of boulders either side. Yeah. Is moss. there any roughage yeah. towards the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> like maybe some plant growth or something oh, that hasn't yeah. been tidied very you know, yeah. recently? Yeah, dry, dry hedge or you know. Yeah. Yeah, bit of tumbleweed. Got a bit of weird crack in the top of it. Here for a while. <laughs> oh, there's a crack in the top as well. I can oh, see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it a water fountain? Okay. Is it a water fountain in the top? This is my big break in journalism. <laughs> so, just so you know, the monolith doesn't look like that. But obviously, for Wilfred, it does look like a cock and balls. So, you know, maybe he needs to to think about who he actually is and, and stop pretending. Um, I want Cicero mm-hmm. to do me an occult roll. Okie doke. Pow. Look at that. Beautiful. Nice. Cicero. 
you see this monolith and on it you notice loads of hand carved what look to be nordic runes all over it right that are now starting to glow blue because of your experiences in the past you look at this and you feel like that this is intrinsically linked to something dark some sort of ritual Mm. and this monolith is part of it okay what are you going to do um uh, i think are they are they organized in a specific way or are they just kind of loose the ru- the runes are just it, it's like someone's just taken a scattergun approach and just well that's what it appears like they've just taken a scattergun approach and just carved these runes all over this monolith that are now okay. growing glowing blue mm. um i think i'd probably go and try and uh pick them up and uh you're gonna try and pick up carvings in a in a monolith oh carving sorry okay. yeah sorry sorry yeah they're carved into the monolith they're not sorry. just like laying around um, um could i like use like... a bit of my paper to sort of do like a trace over it like hold the paper over and do well, that well you can do that um i'm gonna stop him from touching it before he touches and like, whoa 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 what are you, what are you doing with this uh i th- i still think i would go right up to them and uh you know, at least examine them closely, but maybe not touch them in that case then. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so you, you, you know what you're doing. Obviously the others don't. So they're going to be looking a little bit like, oh, what, what, what's yeah, this Cicero really chapter? Weird thing. He's just gone like, I'm going to touch it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I <leave> the model. <laughs> um, so yeah, Cicero wanders up to it. You, you give it a good study and you can tell straight off that these are ancient Nordic rooms. Rooms? Runes. Yeah. Um, are you going to tell the party some of what you know, some of what you suspect is what's what's possibly going on here? Because otherwise, everyone's in the dark and you know exactly what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, I I think that Cicero wouldn't tell the party what's going on. Um, so so you're just going to play dumb for now. Yeah, I'm going to play play dumb for now. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, Are you going to talk to myself. the voice in your head that's telling you to tell them at any point? Out I think loud. The, voice, the voice in my head will be telling them not to tell these people more than yeah else. yeah yeah um so are you gonna have are you gonna have that conversation audibly i, I I'm, I'm really looking forward to this when you when you finally uh when the group <laughs> finally sure realize what's going on here I'm, I'm not sure i should have agreed to all this before um yeah so uh, so what's this have it goes up and have a look the nordic runes yes um I, th- I think I should uh, tell them. No, no, don't, don't tell them. They can't be trusted. Marcus like leans over to work. It's like, wait, what? Wait, sorry. Um, who's looking at the thing? Uh, so, so Cicero. you're all you're Cicero. all looking Cicero. at it. Sister Rose actually yeah. studying it and sort of like nearly touching it. Yeah, so it's like leaning on the wall going, Yeah. What? What is he doing? <laughs> kind of um, is there anything else in the room? Is there like another exit? Um. Yeah, so if you were to if you were to step around the monolith, you can see the corridor actually continues further on, and that's lit all the way down. Okay. So, uh, so you guys are currently standing in front of this giant monolith. Um, Cicero is having a conversation with himself. Are there any and... pebbles on the floor, or any like little sticks or tiny bits of loose dirt or anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean the the walls have been carved, so there's going to be like detritus, the, the, the debris. Chips. 
Yeah, so you could pick up, there might be a little flake of rock or something on the floor or a yeah, pebble. I want to yeet one of them at the monolith. <laughs> cool, okay, so you pick up this pebble and you... Can you do a throw for me, please? Uh, throw oh, skill. 20 and throw. <laughs> I did it! Success! You did it! <laughs> Fucking A. You pick up this pebble. Pick that one. <laughs> and you, you stare at the pebble. And then you Beat stare the at the pebble. monolith, and then you stare back at the pebble again. And then you're like, monolith, you're toast. And you <laughs> lob, <laughs> you lob this pebble at this monolith, and you hit it square, dead, in the centre of its crack, yes. on the top. And the pebble bounces off, and sort of comes back towards you, and like a, bounces back towards you in a boomerang fashion. And now the runes are glowing more than they were before. What do you do? I don't know. Ask the professor. <laughs> is he supposed to talk to himself? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to be uh, still examining and talking to myself. I think. I just. Uh, I just like the idea that Cicero <laughs> is currently just having this really in-depth conversation that, to him, makes perfect sense, and he's wandering around the monolith. And you guys are all like, "What the fuck is going on?" Ask <laughs> Professor, and it's like, "No." <laughs> going to throw another pebble at him. You're going to throw a pebble at the professor. Um. So yeah, Cicero's wandering around the monolith. Wilfred and Marcus are standing there, a little bit bemused as to what's going on. Krastov, what are you doing? Krastov's sitting there thinking, fucking crazy rich people. <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking okay. at this, this, this thing and just going, there's no gold down here. There is, he, just, he just turns to the rest of him and goes, he just looks around and goes, people rich enough and crazy enough to dig something like this do it for two reasons. One is to hide a lot of gold, and that's not here. The other reason I don't want any part of, and he just starts trying to look back and trying to think there any other way out. He does not want to be here. He is utterly destitute about just having to get this. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, fuck this. I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen, I've, I've read books. I know what happens next. I don't know. You, I was going to say I've seen plays, but Crash would know rich people because that's primarily who he robs, and yeah. you know, yeah. wouldn't yeah. seem like the Wouldn't it seem like some kind of like fancy arty nonsense, Crash? That's something you'd keep like um, hidden away so people don't try and steal it. Probably worth something to somebody. Yeah, but no, he's looking, looking at a big rock. He knows that that's the thing you either put in the garden or people dance around and cut people on. He, he, he would know. Sort of, <laughs> he, he knows the creepy shit rich people do just as well because he's broken into Rob Fast stuff and he's found the wrong thing. And he's like, this is the wrong thing. He's utterly just like, he's like, there is nothing of any worth to me down here. There is just stuff I'm going to want to forget heavily. <laughs> cool cool fair enough um right so while you guys are all doing this um the sounds that wilfred could hear, hear earlier on are now becoming audible to all of you and it appears as though there could be some chanting going on in the corridor 
that's now leading off behind the monolith, the tunnel that leads off behind it. Um, you can't quite make out what it is, but there's a definite sound. What do you guys want to do? If we can all hear it and the shouting, then it strikes it strikes me that they'll be like, you know, we find people, we find a way out. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah, already but... got that incredible sketch. So we know what this thing is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you yeah. guys, you guys have got the sketch. You got the door. Just you've really, got like this is. You should join the police force, mate. This is. This yeah. goes straight to my editor. <laughs> you've got you've got the monolith penis. <laughs> what more do you want? Can we bring you on as a consultant? Because we need this kind of work in the force. Does it pay? Uh, no. Oh, then no. Fair enough. <laughs> well, there we go. That's that. Um, that's that job offer turned down. Uh, has Cicero said any more, or is he still just circling this thing? Can, well, I don't know. It's not for Ben. Like, we can't tell what he's saying, but I want to. Like, yeah, do, 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 do you want to do you want to do a listen roll then, please, yeah, uh, Marcus? So you can see. Yeah. Yeah. But we're also hearing these these guys. So, you so you're hearing the you're hearing like mumble charting off in the distance in the tunnel, and you could probably oh, hear. Uh, no, just just Marcus. Um, unless you all oh, want to do a listen roll, I mean, if you if you'd all like to give it a go. Marcus, I, I mean, it's like looking at him, what's going on. Yeah, so what's going on? So I guess Wilfred would just tell Marcus he's talking to himself or something. Yeah. I mean, what, mm. so, what do you hear, Wilfred? What do your Elfies hear, Wilfred? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you want to just do it do it as well anyway? So you yeah, so okay. if you both get it, then then both of you can look at each other and be all like, what? <laughs> wow. Ooh. Wow, hard success. And did did uh did Wilfred get a success as well? Yeah, yeah I did wrong too. Yep, okay. Yeah. So Crasta, you are like there's just too much sound going on here. There's stuff echoing off the walls. It's probably I'm, just I'm dripping water. And damage his ears shooting shotguns, so Yeah, yeah, probably. Breaking chairs um, as well. <laughs> breaking chairs. Just really loudly smashing chairs. <laughs> um Wilfred, you can kind of discern it sounds like Cicero is having a conversation with someone who isn't there, but is but is replying to what he's saying. Marcus, you are like fucking brave star. You have <laughs> the, you have the you have the eyes of the hawk and the ears of the wolf. Oh, it was the ears of the wolf, yeah, yeah. And you can hear everything he is saying. You can hear every single word that Cicero is saying now. Now, Cicero, can you start saying stuff about the monolith so I can just see the horror? I can imagine the horror come over Marcus's face as you are listening to these words. Nordic runes, yes. Um, okay, they are yeah, scattered all over the place. Carvings, ancient, hundreds of years ago, yes. Um, oh, I wonder, wonder um, how how far they go around, how high. Um, would like to touch them, but uh, I haven't seen them uh, glowing blue. Why do they? Why are they blue? Um, and then maybe start hearing the chanting as well, and uh, yeah, you know, some something like that. Excellent! I I, yeah, I love that. Nice. That was brilliant. So I mean, oh, you, yeah. you you start to hear the chant. Two two seconds. Yeah, well, yeah, go on, go on, go on, go on. Can I make a psychology check on Cicero? Please do. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, oh my God. God. 
You look at Cicero and you go. You just go. You just go. It's normal. You you literally click your fingers and go, hey, Cicero. Fucking style. And then maybe you might try mumbling to yourself later on, see if it brings up some ideas. Um, yeah, you you are you you've got no you've got you haven't even got a Scooby. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, Marcus, you can hear everything that Cicero's on about. Yeah. He start when well, as soon as he starts to hear the mumbling, like the chanting, he starts to throw stuff about rituals. You are a little taken aback by this. Yes. Um, are you going to tell the rest of the group what's going on now, or are you going to do a Cicero and keep it to yourself? I'm going to, I'm going to firstly, he puts his hand, his hand on Cicero's shoulder and says, do you know what this is? Do you know where we are? Uh, yes, I will, uh, I will tell them. Um, these are, you know, these are Nordic runes um, from however long ago. Um, and uh, the glowing blue from the chanting that's uh, over yonder um i think we should uh, not touch and uh go have a look at the go have a look where the voices are coming from right so what you're saying is this is some kind of like weird rich person art thing right this is this is and they're they in the other room uh yes can, but it's can, not art sorry go on I was going to say, considering you have a vague inclination of what's going on, you would know this is far from art. Yes. Yeah. He's seen a stone that's glowing. It must be some kind of weird, rich person art thing. But if Cicero was going to say otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, tell them this is not art and tell them the runes and rituals and. Uh, yeah. So it's oh, a yeah. magic rock. It's a magic, it's a magic it's rock, a magic guys. Rock. It's a magic. Glowing rock. There we go. <laughs> and that's the end of the scenario. You've solved it. You can all go home. Mark's going to spit and be like, I'm on time for this. Let's find these rich buggers and sort them out. Love it. Love which the attitude. The, which way to the, the, the chanting idiot room? He's just really pissed now. He's like, I've just, I've come here for a free meal. I've just been stuck down here. I've got a job to do. And uh, I don't want to be here anymore. Right. Okay. In that case, then, are you guys all going to head off down the corridor that's behind the monolith? Yeah. I mean, towards Cicero, the end of the chanting. Uh, is this? Yep. Is this dangerous? This thing? Should we leave it here? Should we smash it? What should we do with this? Uh, what can we smash it with? I've got the magical chair leg. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say the strongest chair leg. Right <laughs> <here>. <laughs> I'm. I'm going to say, in my experience, best not to t- no touchy. Um, do not do not smash. Do not chip anything off because that could uh, cause some problems. It oh, could no. cause the ritual to go sour. I'm going to sort of look a bit sheepish now. Oh, good job, no one threw a rock at it or anything. Oh, that'd be bad. <laughs> right at the crack as well. Come on, Wilfred. <laughs> honestly, man. Right. So, uh, are we settled? We're done with the monolith. We're moving on. If we're not on your adventure, we're not going to touch it, and nobody knows enough about i mean like what can we roll without like touching it to check it out some kind of investigation? Um, i mean other I than the, the occult for it yeah other than the occult role um, um history I, I would go more archaeology if you wanted to do archaeology? something else yeah, well, um <laughs> yeah i have a one I got a i've got a i've got a 40 for it so Craster could 
could maybe do an appraise role on it to get a vague idea. Isn't of... trying to get out of the, out of the room? Have to, like, <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, Craster is doing his best to get out, as far as I understand. But he could do an appraise role if he wanted to. Ooh. Right. Oh, oh, being like appraised. Oh. So you yeah, actually got a hard, it's hard yeah, success on that appraisal. Twice. You got a better success the first time. Oh, right. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, yeah we're gonna right. we're gonna scratch off that second appraise. Um, yeah. So so you got a hard success first. You can tell that this monolith, your your thinking, because you have been to Stonehenge. Mm. Um, your thinking is this rock is quite probably as old, if not older, than than the monoliths they've used at Stonehenge to build that that ritual site you've now got to one you, you you're probably wondering to yourself as well if that's the case who has stuck this down here and how old is this tunnel C cicero is wandering around and, and talking to himself about the monolith itself um about how it's linked to rituals and probably shouldn't touch it and you can now all hear a faint chanting from the corridor behind the monolith. And I believe we left it. You guys were all going to go off, especially Marcus, and go cave in some heads because you're quite angry. Yeah, pretty much. He doesn't want to be here. This is all weird stuff. There's no free food. Rubbish. At least got some cigarettes. And he's got no. Well, so no. Have you still got the cigarettes? Because the number of times you shoved your hands in your pockets now, most of them have probably spilled out on the floor. Well, I mean, let's, <laughs> can I roll for how many cigarettes were in the box? I don't know what you'd roll for that. That'd be a luck or something, yeah, wouldn't it? Luck to see if yeah, do a luck roll. Do a luck roll. See if you got. See if you still got cigarettes. Oh god, there's gonna be cigarettes here. No, my no! cigarettes. Yeah. Oh god, they're all ninety-nine. You ran out for cigarettes. No, no, no. You reach into your pocket, and your hand goes right through, and no! you torn your pocket off of your jacket. <laughs> You are now going to have to get paid. You're going to have to pay to get this prepared. Oh, and no, in your... gone as well, then. Yeah, everything's gone. Oh, everything yeah. out of your pocket is gone because you just forced your hand through a hole that was in there. <laughs> if you look behind you, you may see a vague trail of cigarettes <laughs> leading down the corridor. Yeah, funny enough, my missus did this the other day. She got a new denim jacket and she thought, oh, there's a nice pocket on the inside there. Went to put her phone in it and it went vroom, straight yeah. through, slapped on the floor. On the plus side, I've obviously left like a path of like a, a Hansel and Gretel trail of cigarettes. <laughs> yep, yep. It just stopped um, the monolith though. That's, yeah. <laughs> scrambles around desperately to find just one last one so you can have a smile. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. So, with that, with that, spectacular fail um you four gentlemen collect yourselves and begin to wander off down the corridor um again like the like the one before the monolith room there are torches all the way down lining uh lining the corridor uh the chanting is starting to get louder and there definitely appears to be like a rhythm to it so it's not just it's not just mindless chanting. There does appear to be like a some sort of purpose to it anyway. You go a further hundred yards down this down this corridor, down this tunnel, and again it, it this time it opens out, but not into a small cylindrical room. This opens out into what I can only describe as a massive crater with a staircase running around it 
a bit like uh, imagine an amphitheater. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, you you're at the top looking down. Okay. You can see a stone platform that's pretty much in level with you across the way. Above that stone platform is a giant golden mouth. Just a thing, just a giant mouth that's that's projecting out of the wall. Uh, that has a flume that runs all the way down it, right down into the bottom of the crater where you have another monolith. And this well, one is even. I'm going to do with that. Wow! And this one, <laughs> you sketched it successfully. Sketched it. Oh, now he's actually got to do a good drawing. Yeah, now he's got to. Yeah. This is where you find out the secret. He's actually an excellent artist. He's been deliberately fucking it up. No, yeah, no, yeah, he's been no, very no. good at. Very good no. at hiding that. <laughs> no, we've all we've all seen we've all seen um, Chris's com- comedy penis sketchings at work. They are no. not good. Fair. They Sorry. are not good. Um, yeah, in my defence, I was doing those for quantity, not quality. Well, okay. Well, maybe just focus on this for a little bit, and uh, hopefully it will come good. Um, so you've got the giant mouth. There's a long flume that comes down from the mouth, as if it's like its tongue extending out, that goes all the way down the crater right deep down to this mo- larger monolith at the bottom of the crater and there's like cylindrical it, it, it's like a staggered crater if you like so it looks as though like like a, if a giant was in there they could they could you know use it as a staircase to get to the top it's like that kind of thing i hope you i hope you're kind of getting this yeah. like a mm. like a tiered cake bit in reverse um and this flume goes all the way down can Whereabouts are you as you've walked as you've walked in? So I've, I've just said you've walked in. Whereabouts are you standing if you've got the if you've got the tunnel behind you? Is any if, would you say any one of you is further forwards? Yeah, I guess Mark, Marcus tends to rush in, so I guess he's like looking okay. down into this pit. Can if you anything, hanging back slightly? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, in that case, then Marcus, can you do a spot hidden roll for me, please? Oh come on. Okay. Okay. Oh, so oh, you close. You've only just failed. Yeah. Um, you see that there are people in the room chanting. Okay. Uh, I, heard, I heard the people looking out for them. Yeah, there's one guy that's at the top. Um, he seems to be maybe leading the procession, if you like. Wilfred, considering you've got such a good success on your sketching, yeah. can you also do a uh, spot <laughs> hidden for me as well, please? <laughs> yeah, I've no idea what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> Yeah. What is? What is? That? <laughs> you guys like suck so bad. I mean, like I know it's terrible, but Marcus is like, "Wow, you are an excellent artist." <laughs> so I've got like the gold thing. I've got like a mouth and a flume that's made of purple coming down. It's, it's oh, is that impressionism, isn't it? That that, that yeah, that's purple. That's By the purple. way, Chris okay. is colorblind. Everyone, so. <laughs> Wait, are you colorblind? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm. <laughs> he's, he's blue colorblind, I think it is. But right. as evident by me using purple for water. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, so Wilfred has failed the spot hidden. You just see exactly what um, what Marcus sees. Cresta, let's roll and bring this game home. What about, let's see um... if you've actually noticed oh, anything wait. from hanging back. If this if this comes off, then it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. It really is because I've got a terrible spot hidden. Score. <laughs> what about but it's one of your it's one of your occupational skills. I don't think Cicero doesn't have. I think his standard is 
25, isn't it? Yeah, well, 25. Rate, we can, we can, you can all take a shot, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. so, has failed. Crasta can just see the back of back of the group's heads. <laughs> um, Am I going as well then? Yeah, go on, give it a go. Go on, this is how you do it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Fucking wow. hell! <laughs> I mean, what Cicero, can I say? Cicero, because you're mad, <laughs> um, <laughs> you you get straight to the point whenever you see anything. Right dead across you, you see what you can only describe to yourself from your own experience as a grand priest. He okay. is at the top of this platform, right near the mouth, right near the beginning of this flume, where you can see a wriggling sack of sorts that's sort of vaguely person-shaped. You can also see that there has already been some sort of liquid go down this flume and you can see that there's a it's beginning to pull at the bottom around this monolith and the monolith is starting to glow brighter and brighter um the chanting so the 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 rest of the people there um are all facing the the mouth with the flume and the um <laughs> so blow, close his eyes. Can't see yeah can't, can't see anyone <laughs> I was trying um, to pick it and I clicked on it. Sorry. Yeah. Um, they're all facing the grand priest and and where this wriggling thing is that's wrapped up in cloth. Um, even though you even though you failed your spot hidden, Marcus, can you just do a listen for me, please? Both you and and Wilfred, I think you both got listen, haven't you? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Can you both just do a listen roll for me? Oof. It's four for four. I was like, oh, wow. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I tick listen four times. Ears of the hawk. Crap at drawing, but I can hear them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should draw in Braille or something. <laughs> Marcus, what you can hear is there is a live person. I know, Wilfred, not, not, not me. Wilfred, sorry, sorry. There is a live person wrapped up in fabric at the top of that flume, and they are terrified. They are screaming. And the Grand Priest is chanting over them in a dialect that you cannot discern, but it sounds fancy and it sounds scary. Is it French? I speak French. It's not French. It's I not French. I speak French as well. It's, it's, it's totally not French. Um, you have never heard a dialect like this before in your life. Um, but it, it actually scares you. You you feel you know physical goosebumps running up your arms and up your back. Something is really off here. There is someone wrapped up. You can hear them, you can hear this screaming. You can because you failed your spot hidden, you assume it's coming from whatever's over by the flume. So you know something isn't right. And okay. at that point. Um, Cicero, you see the Grand Priest get towards the crescendo of his rit of his ritual chanting, and he pulls a lever on the wall. And at that point, you hear a, and then a rush of molten liquid starts to come out of this mouth through the flume and over the person that is wrapped up. Ooh, nasty. Ooh. in in that in that linen. At this point, Wilfred, all you hear are the muffled 
blood-curdling screams of a woman as you see this liquid running down. You can now see the liquid because the liquid isn't white. It is changing color as if it is literally boiling and stripping away all the nutrients from this person as it rushes down. I wish I didn't pass this one. <laughs> I cannot I cannot describe the sound. Um, I mean, if you want to try and imagine it as in, in real life, think of like the worst horror film you can imagine someone being strapped up and literally having parts of them cut off and you don't see it but you just see the person's face just imagine that and you hear the screams that is what you can hear you can all now hear this because it is echoing around the chamber it seems as though the way this crate has been created it, it echoes and amplifies the sound mm. you can see all this liquid rushing down i want you all right now to do a sanity roll Hey, crash the pass. So twenty-one, and so that's a pass. So you guys, wow, you guys are made of some fucking stern stuff because you have just seen a woman essentially get melted by some unknown liquid and have it run off down into a crater that now is filling up like a moat around a monolith, and this monolith is glowing very, very bright blue um it is it is iridescent is wow I, I, same, blue same same blue as same blue as the runes on the other monolith okay. um, george i yep. have dealt with the upper class before he's seen this shit already okay okay cool <laughs> he's he's fine with this um okay so the monolith is growing blue uh shit is going down are we can we see is the monolith glowing more blue from before? Like, can we see the glow from behind us? Uh, yeah. This 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 thing is so this like, thing is glowing, glowing the same. Now. It's the same blue, but it's like you know someone's pulled out the light of a lendil, right? And right. is now it's now lighting the the entire room is the crater is now shining blue. At this Presta, point, though, he's actually gonna pull out his gun and just go. If you get a chance, kill them. Okay, just, just kill them. At this point, I will say there is over very down. Okay, I mean there are there are over forty people in this room, um, and with that, with you pulling out your gun and, and and saying that one of them in the crowd spots you, oh boy. like hears you, and now the grand. Oh, priest... I thought we were, I thought we were miles away from them. I thought they were on the center bit, and we were the other side. It's an echoey room, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know. Oh, I can't, I can't draw a circle, but imagine that square as a circle. So if that's the first thing, they're from that all, pretty much nearly all the way down. Um, and they have, one of them has heard you. Oh, there we go. There's a circle. Look at that. Um, <laughs> one of them has heard you. And they have somehow alerted the Grand Priest who has turned around and you can see him clear as day because the room is... Bloody butler, isn't it? Oh, no. Oh. This thing... Oh. <laughs> you can only describe as some sort of rodent, nefarious abomination of what a human being should be. This thing, at one point, may have been a person... But right now is just a creature 
looking at you with dead eyes across the crater, points at you, and then much like Donald Sutherland in the 1970s, attack it, was it? Um, the, the, the Body Snatchers film just goes... I'm looking at Dominic Cummings right now, so right, this is what we've got. Okay, so it looks like Dominic Cummings is standing across from you <laughs> in a shabby robe and is now doing that. And all of them are turned around and they all look like Boris Johnson. No, I'm yes, he just doing oh, it. Oh, you, you have now alerted the entire congregation of this occult ritual, if you want to call it that. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Spectre in the Fog. We really hope you enjoyed our first stumble into the darkness. We're working on improving the audio in our later sessions, so please bear with us. Tracks used in this episode are Abandoned Windmill from TabletopAudio.com Various sound effects from FreeFX.co.uk and Dragon War by Micah Symphony Until next time, keep investigating. <laughs>